Welcome to the Pioneers in Europe podcast, where we explore the challenges and opportunities of missions across Europe. Today, we're going to talk with Junia in Eastern Europe. We'll hear about her call to the mission field and the creative ways her team is advancing the gospel throughout the region. Well, we're here this morning with Junia in Eastern Europe. So excited to talk with you, Junia. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Mark. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, Junia, I love to hear the different ways that God, by His Spirit, calls people to serve Him across the globe. So why don't we just start there, and, and you can share a little bit of your story. Yeah, sure. I would love to. Um, as you mentioned, I'm in Eastern Europe, and I would say this is probably one of the last places I would have expected myself to be. I became a believer when I was a senior in high school, and then when I felt God stirring me to serve cross-culturally as a missionary, I had in my mind that I had to go to Asia or Africa, because that's where all missionaries go, and I'm really glad that they go there. But it was a long process for me to really have my eyes opened up to the needs in Europe, and specifically the needs here in Eastern Europe. And so God, through a lot of circumstances, led me to Europe and to work amongst the majority Muslim context here in one of the most beautiful parts of the entire world, as I like to say. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't know that a lot of people understand just the, the vast diversity of backgrounds and people groups that are across Europe. And so you work with a Muslim background people group uh, primarily. And uh, how long have you been doing that? Well, I've been with Pioneers for 10 years, and then I've been in this country for seven years. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. And uh, where you're at right now, you are a team leader of what we call a launch team. Will you kind of just give us a picture of what what, the, what does that mean and, and why would uh, anyone want to know about a launch team? Yes. So a launch team is a team where people that feel called to go into long-term ministry, they come to a launch team to adapt to life overseas first. And so it's a part of the world where you come for a specific amount of time. For our team, it's about two years. And after those two years of coaching and mentoring and just helping to get adjusted to language and culture learning, you get sent out to places within this language and people group that don't have any other workers. So it's almost like a softer landing place and a place that further equips you before you end up going out to serve amongst the unreached. That sounds great. And, and you had mentioned to me earlier that you have seen some success with that. There, there's been teams started in new areas because of that launch team. Um, Talk to me about that time that you said that two years you're learning language and culture. Uh, what does that look like for someone that's new to the field? Just even kind of on a daily basis, how, how does a launch team work? Well, I think one of the biggest things that, that people need to know and people need to hear is that you can learn a language and you can adapt to a culture. I think sometimes, especially us as Americans, but maybe not just us, but we can, we can start thinking of all the reasons not to go overseas. And one of them can be just how intimidating it can be to learn a new language. And so what a launch team does, and not just launch teams, but other language learning programs, it just helps equip you to go on this 
next step of learning a language. And so for our team in particular, we spend the majority of doing language and culture learning, but we also do it in community. So we also um, spend time praying for one another, encouraging one another, helping each other to know the difference between baking soda and baking powder at the grocery store, for example, um, those types of things. And so it's, it's a, for many people, it's a great place to come as a time to learn, a time to like what we like to say, be a sponge of learning language, culture, establishing spiritual rhythms overseas, mentoring, and then end up getting launched out to places that maybe they wouldn't have known about before coming and spending time here. And so we have seen some success um, by the grace of God. We've been able to launch people to new cities that we haven't had workers at before. We've done it in the past, and we're looking at launching out somebody again. Well, not again, but launching somebody new in this fall. That's amazing. That's awesome. As someone who's lived in two different countries overseas, that whole thing about baking soda and baking powder, I don't <laughs> think people understand just how significant that is to have someone help you. Because I've spent hours just staring at random letters <laughs> on stuff, trying to figure out stuff. So thank you for, for that. That yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah. And it also like paperwork, like paperwork is a big thing here. So we get to, we get to help with things like paperwork, which can be really intimidating, but there's a lot in your first yeah, couple that, of years. There is. And you don't, when you, when you conceive of the call to the, to the mission field, you just don't realize the dailiness of it. Like those things that mm-hmm. to have a team and support there is, is so huge. Like, yeah. I remember the first week we were in the Czech Republic and we were trying to get milk and uh, we know what milk looks like, but I never knew that you could just buy sour milk. I didn't know. <laughs> uh, but even that experience has taught me that you can do some amazing recipes with sour milk. So that's uh, that's one bonus for that. But uh, I love the idea of the launch team. And, and in addition to the launch team, your team and, and the different members on your team, you guys are doing some really amazing, creative ways of spreading the gospel to the various people groups that you're reaching. Do you, do you mind taking just a few moments to, to explain like what are some of the creative ways God has led your team to advance the gospel? Well, we, our team in particular, um, for our launch team, we, we do want to be involved in uh, local work and in ministry. And so in, in any way that we can, but one tangible way that we've been involved with has been media and also through humanitarian aid projects, especially during this time of COVID and the coronavirus. And so during this time, we've, we've seen a tremendous explosion in response, especially to the media, but then also humanitarian aid. Um, so it's, that's been part of our creative access. We've also established uh, an organization that's pro-life that works to promote life and speaks against abortion and also supports uh, women uh, that that single women or even single dads that may have problem or may have trouble supporting themselves and supporting their children. So we've done that as well um, as a community project, a pro-life center and pro-life effort, um, and teaching English too. So teaching English is a great way to meet people. People still want to learn languages and travel. And so those are just a few of the things that we've been doing here. That's awesome. You mentioned a couple things uh, in terms of media and humanitarian aid. Mm-hmm. And um, how how does that kind of make inroads in the gospel in the particular target for you? Like, is it is it social media? Is there 
is there a website or what kind of stuff are they, how are you getting that out there and what is the content that you're getting out there? So with our, our media platform, we've actually had the privilege of partnering with another organization. Actually, we would call it a network of people in this country that are with, are with pioneers and then with other organizations uh, that have the same vision and the same mission of wanting to reach the lost. And so the way that this has worked out for our team is that we have been partnering with this other team that has been putting content, um, particularly on Facebook, that is all gospel content, stories, uh, things about Isa Almasi from the Quran, um, things, stories about hope in a place that's that a lot of times people can struggle with hope or feel hopelessness. Uh, so what they do is that they, they have this page on Facebook, they have ads that they run, and uh, people see these ads as they're scrolling through Facebook. And part of the reason they did this is that we saw a statistic that over 90% of the population in this country are on Facebook, which blew my mind. Um, So it's been a great way of sowing broadly and speaking truth and sharing the gospel with people who may not have ever heard it before or sharing pieces of the gospel and just sowing widely and just on a broad scale. And then we also have part of this team, locals that uh, respond on Facebook messages if people end up responding to the content. And then if they want to go further than just sending in Facebook messages, they could ask for a Bible. So then we send them a Bible. And then we've had quite a few people that want to do face-to-face with us. And so um, we end up going from the large group of the millions of people in this country to the thousands that write in, to the hundreds that send in messages, to the dozens that ask for Bibles, and hopefully dozens that end up wanting to talk with us uh, face-to-face. And of course, our goal and our hope is that they come to know Jesus and they accept the gospel and that we see churches planted through it. Wow, that's amazing. And you had mentioned, and I had heard uh, about your team earlier, uh, in light of the current crisis, COVID-19 crisis, where everyone's locked down and everyone's in their home and everyone's online, uh, you've actually seen God at work in that, especially through this media ministry. You want to share just a little bit about that? Yeah, it's it's really it's really been incredible, and I I I just I mean we're all searching for the we're all asking the question: What is God doing during COVID? What is He doing during this time? And I'm not going to try to answer that question. Um, I think he's doing a lot and we're never really going to know. But just one way that we've seen him work through it here is that we've seen just an explosion of people writing in. And just, I I believe uh, it was the 616% increase in people looking at the content on the Facebook page. 616% increase in people writing in uh, the personal messages on Facebook has multiplied exponentially. So while we as believers also, you know, struggle with everything that's come up during COVID, non-believers are struggling too. And some are looking for hope and they're thinking outside the box and they're finding this website. So it's, it's been, we've been very busy (laughs) because of this, um, but we're happy to be busy because um, it's just been a lot of people that have been writing in and asking more questions during this time. 
that's awesome. I praise God for that. That's just one evidence of God's grace that he uh, is not caught off guard by this, but is continuing to work and to see that through your team. That's amazing. Uh, along the same lines, throughout church history, one of the ways that the gospel has opened, the one of the ways doors for the gospel have been opened is what you mentioned, just kind of uh, being Jesus's hands and feet, and in this case, humanitarian aid. What, what does that look like for you guys as you uh, as you serve uh, the tangible needs of your community? So I, I look back at this, and one of our themes as a team, actually the main theme for our team in 2020, was challenging ourselves to be doing more words and deeds together. And I would just say that during COVID-19, we've had many opportunities to be doing a lot of deeds. Um, and so for us, uh, we've this is the first time that we've been as an organization here as a platform helping with humanitarian aid. Uh, but we've we've been putting together food packets for different families. Uh, we've worked closely with the Red Cross. The Red Cross has been here and established in this country for a long time. So what we did is that we got names from the Red Cross, and then we've been helping uh, families through the Red Cross, and then also with the pro-life organization that we've established. We've had relationships with single parents, and we've been helping to support them during this time. Um, and then also at the beginning, helping with some of the local believers, but actually the local churches have been able to do more during that. But that's how we've been helping. And it's just going on people's doorsteps. And, you know, it's, it's a hard situation here. Um, the economy is usually not good anyway. And it's just made an economic situation um, even more complicated. But we, we feel, again, it's a privilege to be able to help. And we, we, we give thanks that we can help. And then we, we pray for them, for their concrete needs. And we continue to pray for their spiritual needs as well. Yeah, that's amazing. So, Junia, you've been on the you've been with Pioneers for ten years, and you've seen a lot of uh, you've helped raise up a lot of people and workers for the harvest field. Um, tell me, or maybe speak to the person that's listening today. That's like, uh, yeah, that that's for other people, or <laughs> I, I I would, but I could never even. I don't have the capability to do that. Like how. What what would you say to someone that was maybe just struggling about their own particular call, or how how would you speak to them? I I would say I I was that person, <laughs> and sometimes I still feel like that person because I still ask the question, why has God led me to come over here? But what I would say is one of the things I've learned, even from now being a team leader, and then just originally when I came to the field, is it's God calls, he calls in a, 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 one of the beauties of how God works is that he calls an assortment of people. I'll use this in, as, as an example. Um, on the team before, between the three of us, we had a music degree, a theater degree, and a dance degree between the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could have done, we would have done anything to have someone who's good with numbers to join our team. And so we would have loved to have an accountant on our team, you know, not another, we didn't need another fine arts person, but I would just say that I, I became a believer again, 17, 18 years old. I didn't grow up in the church. I started my first Bible study or I was part of my first Bible study when I was in college. I had this idea of what missions was that it just wasn't me. 
Uh, but I would say God in his grace has God in his grace. And to my surprise has led me to be serving here. And I love the fact that everybody on uh, the team currently has different gifts and different contributions. I think it's a beautiful thing. So I would say I was that person and I would say, just pray and see if it's something that God could be calling you into. That's awesome. I love, I love that. I love that. Even on your team, we see that the diversity of gifts are uh, all used for the kingdom. So, um, and then every, every follower of Christ has some gifts. So that's, that's amazing. Um, Lastly, as we uh, sign off and say goodbye, is there anything in particular that we could be praying for you about? I would say this, like I, the verse that comes into my mind when you say that is seek him um, first, seek him and his righteousness first. And I would say when you're, when you're praying for us on the field and you're praying for us workers, I would just say, pray that our relationship with God is our first priority. Like we don't want what's good uh, to get in place, to take the place of what is most important. And so I would say in the midst of all the needs that we see every day, um, spiritually, physically, economically, just you can just go down the list. I would say just pray for me and then pray for our team and then just pray as you're praying for, for missionaries around the world to make sure that, that, that our relationship with God is number one um, and that we are truly seeking him first before anything. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much for taking time uh, this morning to uh, just talk with us. And uh, just I, I hope that many of the listeners will be praying for you and that someone even sends a, a call of God on their lives, whether it's to your team or anywhere in the world. Uh, thanks for just opening up a little bit with us today. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. For more information and ways that you can get involved, check out our website, pioneersineurope.com or our social media at Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.